Welcome everyone to this edition of Truth to Power, coming to you on WFMP 106.5 FM and also we stream at www.forwardradio.org. We are all volunteer community radio, giving you out there a platform to speak your truth. Just go to forwardradio.org and click on the Participate tab, and we will take care of all technical aspects. My name is Ruth Newman. I'm your host here today with some really exciting guests. Two women, both of them work with young children. One of them is Melva Wright, who started her own nonprofit, which she calls We Are Children with a Purpose, Inc., and she works with girls ages seven to 14 years old. And we also have Runette Bazell, is that correct, Bazell? Yes. And you are a nanny, right, by profession, and you are working to produce your own show on our station, which you will be calling the Self-Love Temple. And that you have geared for children between the ages of five and 10 years old. So anyone listening who is a parent, this show today is for you. Welcome both of you, Runette and Melva. And I'd like to start by asking you, Runette, what is the idea behind the Self-Love Temple? Give me an idea of what that's all about. The yeah. Self-Love Temple is to teach children to love themselves. I've been working with kids for a long time as a professional nanny. And during the course of my time, I've seen now children, even at a very young age, are committing suicide. And that just hurts me. And I was trying to like, what can I do? And I was like, I don't think their self-image is being projected. It's like they go to school and you have these kids who are being bullied or they don't wear certain clothes. They don't fit the norm and stuff and they're bullied and then they feel so bad at self and their parents come home and find them somewhere they should never have been. And it just hurts. So I said, let me see what I can do. I work with kids all the time. I love kids. I'm kids sometimes myself. So I been thinking about this since 2011 when I went to JCC, I was taking up some early childcare classes. And then I went to this speech class and I'm really scared to talk. I'm shy and everything. So I had to push myself. So I said, Renette, you got to get up early. You're going to be around kids and adults. Kids are all right. Adults, they imitate. <laughs> <laughs> so I get there and I learn how to speak. And I remember all night long, I'm working on this speech and everything. And I'm scared to death. So I keep going over videos of, of famous people and stuff. So I get that I have all my notes. I'm in front of the class, JC speaking. And I'm looking, I'm reading everything off my paper, but nobody's paying attention to me. They're like, oh. So I put my notes up and I just started speaking, like telling them that the love you have for people and how many times stars have they fail, but they keep going up. They keep failing, but they keep getting up. It's like a baby, when a baby falls, they keep getting up. It's a how many times we done as a child, keep going. That's like a metaphor, just keep going up. So I started saying the speech and then everybody started looking at me. 
And then at the end, it was like, that was fantastic. We talk about me, yeah, we talk about you. So it's like doing it more and more. I remember I was at Home of the Innocent, and that's when I worked with the teenager girls for the first time. And that was interesting. But I started a program called the Positive Hour and had the children to meditate because in the self-love, you go and dance in self-love. That raises your endorphins. You talk to yourself and you're looking in the mirror so you see your image all the time. You're talking different parts of your body. Einstein, they called him slow. That's what I was taught when I was going to school, slow. He started repeating stuff over and over because what you repeat in your mind, that's what you become. If you're going to tell yourself, I'm ugly, you're going to be ugly. You tell yourself you're going to be beautiful, you're going to be beautiful. <laughs> and that's what we got to teach the kids because that's the thing. They don't teach it in school. They right. don't teach you to love yourself. That's so true. And it's just constant judgment, judgment, judgment. And then you turn it on yourself and you judge yourself negative. And it's just a, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy. And I've learned that late, late in life that I have got to say positive things to myself. And those positive things take on a life of their own. You know, that's the way it works. So um, let's ask Melva about your nonprofit, which is We Are Children with a Purpose, Inc. And tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so as she said, I'm Melva, and um, I got this vision a long time ago, but I never put it into action until last year, into, um, into 2021. And it comes from, I'm these kids. That's what it is. I am these little kids, you know, because when I was growing up, I felt like I was invisible. I felt like the only reason why I was around was to be mistreated in some way, face, fashion, or form. So I never wanted to be seen, you know, because when I was being seen, I was always getting either yelled at, picked on, or molested, or things of that nature. So it made me withdraw it within myself, you know? So I was always labeled as, oh, you weird. Oh, something wrong with you. No, ain't nothing wrong with me. You know, I didn't have anyone because I feel like if I had just that one person in my life who took the time to care about how I was really feeling instead of, you know, when I was growing up on orphanages, foster homes, and other things so a lot of different things was happening to me you know that what that was out of my control and my parents control so i grew up with things like you know even though they called themselves helping me found out that i need to go to a learning disability class or or what it may, whatever it may be but they still was not giving me what i needed you know, because I can remember as a kid going to the children's hospital in Cincinnati to, to go to school. I am one of them kids who rode the little yellow bus. And kids can be mean, you know. So um, I want to give these girls a chance. So we do, like, we do things in the community. We do uh, life skill classes. And I just want them to know that no matter what their surrounding is, no matter what's going on on in life, 
in their homes, that they got a safe place, and then that no matter what it is, I bring other strong women in to speak with them, to let them know just because you come from the hood or a broken home or drug infested or whatever, you can still overcome that and be a doctor, be a lawyer, have your own clothes lines, have a store, you know, whatever it is that you may want. And um, I just want to encourage him for self-love and, and like being bullied and all that that's going on. It, it really hurts my heart when I see these kids, all they see shiny is the drug dealers, what they're wearing, the, the women that's on their arm, the name brands they wearing, all this, you know, and I want to introduce them to something different. Let introduce them to God introduce them to the word so they can have a choice. You know, we do all kinds of things like um, they put on a great show. All these kids got together in in uh, April the 2nd and they raised a whole lot of money for other kids' shoes on the kids' feet. They didn't get a pair of shoes out of the bunch. Only thing they did was being able to, was able to keep some of the clothes that they modeled. You know, for that, I think that was great. And I can see the difference in these kids as they come more and more and more, how they're changing and how they're they're relying on each other to solve problems. Because I just step back when I see think kids are not paying attention to us, but they they have like this little Rolodex in their head. They may seem like they're not paying attention, but they just storing that stuff for whatever they need. Yeah, so let me ask, and either one of you can answer this question. It doesn't matter. Do you think that what kids are going through today is at all different from what the two of you went through when you were children, when you were young? Is it like worse? Is it different? And maybe bring in, talk about the pandemic and what that, what effect that has on kids. I mean, do you really think it's different or is it the same as when you were growing up? It's different. It's almost like the kids don't have time to stand still. You got computers now, you got a computer on your phone, you got a TV, everything is screen. It ain't a time to be quiet. Nobody takes a walk anymore. But people barely look at the sky and the trees and the flowers. It's a rush, rush, rush. Even in my time in the 70s and stuff, you take a walk. Everybody was catching buses and having fun and learning the neighborhood. People who don't even know the neighborhood barely even know the neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's like a rush, rush, and everything is like tight. You go with your family sometime, and everybody's on the phone, still so talking to each other. It's different, and the kids, I think they got it harder. They, I think they're more uh, stressed out because they go to school, they on a computer. They come home, they're on a the computer. When you was, when was going to school, you deal with the bully there. When you got home, oh, you're like, wow, I'm so glad I'm home. I go for a walk, go down somewhere, catch a bus, go to the park, or meet up with some friends and stuff. Now you go home, you get on the computer, the bully's there. How about you, Melva? I believe it's a lot different, and they have the same problems plus some. Because with these kids, they're not only worried about 
bullies when they when they come home it's a lot of killing of young kids killing young kids you know these kids are worried about if they go into the store if they're going to make it back home if they waiting on the school bus or they don't make it back home they they losing loved ones brothers sisters you know family members and friends to gun violence and it's overwhelming when I talk to these kids and how stressed they are and how scared they are. You know, a couple of the girls, without calling on names, I would just say a little bit, but they feel that they have no, no safe place. You know, like nobody understands where they coming from. They think that that's only with them, only they think they're all by themselves but they just don't know it's a, a whole lot of other kids that feel that same way. You know, who wants to admit that they're scared? Who wants to admit that they don't want to go outside and play because they're scared that they're going to get a bullet? So sometimes they rather deal with the bullies on the computer. At least they know they're not going to physically harm them. And that, for me, that is so unfortunate, you know, because with the pandemic, Think about it. After the pandemic and the kids got back in school, how many fights was it? How can you have all that anger with people that you ain't even been around? Mm -hmm. You haven't been around these people in almost a year. How can you have that much anger with them? It's because we were closed off. We as human beings are not meant to be by ourselves. Yeah, it messes us up. We're social animals. If you just tuned in, this is Truth to Power on WFMP 106.5 FM. I'm today's host, Ruth Newman, and we are here talking with Runette Bazell and Melva Wright. They both reacted to unmet needs that they saw of children here in Louisville, and each one began working with kids in her own special way. So let's hear some more of this conversation. So I want both of you to give me some examples of, of how, how you change children's attitudes in, in your work and what you're doing with kids. Just kind of maybe go through, I don't know, a story of one child or go through some of the things that you do with them. And it's really good that you recognize all of this pent up this pent-up frustration and stress and anger and depression, all of it. And, and so then the, the question is, what do you do with it? How, how do you liberate children from all of this? If either one of you wants to chime in and, and talk about what is it you are doing with these kids? The self-love method, the temple I got to work with and had the children I was working with to go through it with me every Friday. One thing is like we saying, let him get this all this anger. It's dance, and why I say dance because when I was coming up, we danced all the time. We danced all the time. Go to grandma's house after dinner. Everybody <laughs> in the basement dance. <laughs> Nobody's dancing no more. Nobody's why? Why is that? I don't know. Because look, <laughs> this is this is my theory. They took the dancing, then they did line dancing. Well, the, the research I did with dancing is, line dancing is all right, but freestyle dancing 
makes you think quicker because you're thinking as the beat, the music's coming, you're thinking about the next move. So that makes you think real quick. That carries on in other things in real life because you be thinking. And then at the same time, you're dancing, your endorphins go off, you're feeling good, and you're creating something as you dance. So, and then you let a whole lot of stress and frustration off of you. When you come out, when I go dance, the Red Barn and Louisville and something like that back in the day, everybody's feeling good. Yeah. Tell me something. You work with kids five to 10 years old, and you work with boys and girls, right? Girls and yeah. boys. Mm -hmm. And are they both at that age? Do they feel free to dance? Do they like to dance when you start getting them going? Or do you see a difference between little girls and little boys? I think you just got to get in there and start showing them. Because it's like when you go to a dance place and everybody's standing against the wall. I never been a person standing against the wall. I start dancing, but I'm dancing by myself. Then the next thing, everybody starts dancing. And it's like, wow, you know, I'm like, whoa, this is it. And then everybody's having fun and everything. So, and then it released so much. It makes people happy. They release a lot of stress or whatever. And they feel good. And and I started dancing more often because if I'm frustrated, dance, I take five minutes to dance. And then I feel good. And when I did it with the kids, they were feeling good. And then they're looking in themselves in the mirror. And I look from the time I started in October until the last day of school, there was a change. There was, it's four of them. And kids, they don't know, you know, they don't know what sharing is because these were young kids. They was like three and four or five. They started sharing stuff, sharing their candy and everything. I was like, I'm like, whoa, this. And then they liked going in there because it was like their little space. Yeah, and tell was, me, describe your temple. What is the temple? The temple is like I got the self-love temple at the very top and it's orange and green. And then on the side, it has children in the middle, and on the other, it has self-love. And then when you go in, there's three mirrors. There's butterflies, different color butterflies, and gold airplanes going up. Then you got pockets with flashcards of different parts of your body. Then you got how you feel. And then the rules, no computers, laptops are allowed. Just you. <laughs> you are the main focus. But I also make sure that the adult is with them all the time because there's mirrors in there. And the adult sits and watch, and they're picking, they'll just pick the you know, chords out. And the more the kids started doing it, they knew to just pick up the chords, the four chords, each time they would see a hand. They say, Hand, what did you do for me today? Oh, you dressed me? Oh, you combed my hair? You brushed my teeth? They be talking to their hands and they be the hands be telling them everything they done. And then the kid was go, Wow, my hand did a lot for me today. And then I just bust out laughing and said, Yeah, right. And then they go on and sometimes they get carried away and they start kissing the mirror. And so I said, Come. <laughs> I just saw the progress of them doing. And these were from three to five, they these kids the only one who got to experience the self love method. And when they go temple. in the temple, are they do they go by themselves, just like one person at a time in the temple? No, one person at a time. How we set up, they go one at a time. It was four of them, so the other ones they go and play. 
and then they go through the steps of the self-love temple. But the first time they all dance around, if it's like more than one, they all dance, it's like a, like a party. Then the others go and play and the one, I call them one by one and they do the self-love and then they come out and they do it. I added some more stuff like drawing, like at the beginning, I have a picture of them, uh, sad face, a happy face. At the end, I want to know how they're feeling. So I let them do the, um, the goodbye picture where they uh, draw a picture of themselves. So the first one is the dance flow when they dance around it. The second is the picture meditation where they look at themselves in the mirror and then they close their eyes and they picture whatever they want to be. And when they get through, I ask them, what do they picture? Because that's mean they looking at themselves by visual and they can, you know, do that on and on a lot each time. And then you have the mirror talk is where they talk about each hand and the different parts of the body. And then after that, that is the, um, the laughing chuckle and the drum uh, time song, where the drum time song, you have a drum and you tell, tell a story. Huh. So and are you you're drumming yourself or is there some I'm drumming and I'm telling a story, making up a story. I see. And the kids and are I, doing that. The kids are drumming and making up a story. Go for it. Or sometimes I'll say something that I'll add on and then we go around in circle. Ah, so and when you go around the circle, are you all drumming together? One at a time. One at a time. Oh, neat. Because then you find out sometimes the story is completely different than you ever thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. If you just tuned in, this is Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, your all-volunteer community radio station, where we open our mics to you. Just go to forwardradio.org, click on the Participate tab, and pitch us your idea for a program. I am today's host, Ruth Newman, on Truth to Power, and I've got with me two special guests, and they are Runette Bazell and Melva Wright, and we are discussing each of their very unique approaches to involving young kids, mostly from disadvantaged neighborhoods, in activities that build self-esteem and self-confidence. What about you, Melva? So you are just um, dealing with girls. You're you're not dealing at all with boys. So tell me why why that is first, and then talk more about what what you do with them. Um, so the reason why um, I'm only focusing on girls right now because I don't have a man to work with the with the boys. And much as I and how beautiful and creative and smart I am. I cannot teach. I cannot teach a, a boy how to be a man. Right. You and, know, and because they're older, they're older than the kids Runette is with. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So I've been praying and asking God to send me a man who wants to dedicate their time, even if it's just once a week, to mentor some boys. You know, because at the end of the day, uh, a young boy and a teenage boy, they need a man figure. Just like a girl, we, we, we need that woman figure to, t to teach us how to be a woman. So that's why um, I only work with girls right now, because I only have experience with girls. <laughs> I can show a boy how I think he should act, but that's just only from my, my point of view. But far as me working with these girls and how I didn't see growth, 
We've been meeting since October of 2021. So we're fairly new, but God has been blessing this ministry. So we, at first we were, we were meeting out in Shively out at St. At St. Andrews. We was at meeting there and they opened their doors because my church, Greater New Beginnings Christian Church, they were renovating the lower level. So um, I went out to St. Andrews and they let us, they opened their doors and let us meet there. And from what I didn't see, we didn't grow. When I started out, it was only three girls. And we have grown little by little, but since I moved back to the inner city where my church is, because we are reaching more kids who really needs this, mm -hmm. because that's the whole purpose of We Are Children With A Purpose, is reaching the, the kids that are at risk, the kids that are, that are living in poverty and living around the drugs and the gun violence and, you know, the neighborhoods that are, they're not seeing very, very much positive things going on and to draw them in and to help them. And since we've been back at my church, my sisters just stepped up and we're helping these girls and we're growing, teaching them the word of God little by little, here a little, there a little, you know, and also, I can tell the difference, like, for instance, one of my girls who's been there from day one, you know, I can see the difference in her because at first, you know, she's really beautiful. She knows she is. She's a leader for real. She's one of the kids that if she say no to something, the other kids will say no, you know, so she has that leadership quality. And I can see how much she growing from day one to now where she's more aware of that. So she's mindful that, oh, just because they're going to react the way that I react towards something. So I can tell that she's more inviting with people. She's more open with the other girls. Because at first it was like when you in with a lot of people, how you have, I guess what the kids say, a click, you know, we don't have no clicks there. Ain't no clicks. We all click together. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I can tell you this, when we take the kids out, like we took them to get their nails done. And if you've seen the videos of these kids face, just being together and being pampered and just having somebody just, you know, taking care of yourself care. So I asked them how they felt during it. And one of my girls, I said, how you feel? And I could see it all on her face. I said, is sassy a word? She said, yes, yeah, sassy. <laughs> you know, because, you know, when we feel good about ourselves and have that good self-esteem, self-care is a part of that. Not just making sure everybody else is okay, but taking care of ourselves. And I can see how these girls, as they didn't got closer, and, you know, I have it where... They have to tell me one thing about this other person, you know, that you don't know. Tell me one thing about them because I want them to come in and get to know each other, you know, exchange phone numbers so y'all can, y'all can lean on each other if, if you need them. And I, but I can tell the difference between this and this, and this young lady. And it just, it warms my heart when I see them doing things 
like um, this Friday, we're going to get our hair done at Paul Mitchell. We're going, we're going to take the group of girls. And when I tell you, when you see them and they're, they're more relaxed, so they're more willing to open up and shine and tell you what they really feel and, and you know, enjoying each other's company. And, that, and that's what it's all about because I know one thing for women, I don't know why it is. For some reason, women seem not, not to get along together. You know what I'm saying? Um, probably half of the women probably got more male friends than they have females. I never understood that. But the tactic of them learning the word of God, being used to standing and being responsible for each other, and also taking a glance at, you know, I'm going to put it on pause. Am I going to hurt this person when I say this statement? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you real quick. Are all of these children members of the church or, or do you reach out to children who maybe may not even be Christian. Are you there for young girls of any religion or no religion or just Christian religion? I actually only have one girl that's actually in the church that's in, the, in my organization. Ah. Yes. So I'm open to any child from any girl from 7 to 14 right now. And thanks to the sisterhood that we then bonded together, we pr we provide transportation for them, pick them up, drop them off, we feed them, you know. Mm -hmm. So yes, it makes it a lot easier because they have transportation to get there. But it's a walk of all life. No child is untouched. And they they don't have to pay for it, or they do have to pay for it. No, ma'am, it's absolutely free. Oh, good, good. No sliding scale, no hidden costs, <laughs> even our field trips, whatever, whatever we do uh, as a group is just on We Are Children with a Purpose. That is fantastic. Very, very good. So how long have you been doing this, Runette? How long have you been working at, at Self Love Temple? I started in October working with uh, this family. And then in March is when I built the temple. And then from March to March, April, May, three months, that's when I started bringing it. But I was doing it when I started with them. So I would go through the dancing. When one little girl would get angry with me, I would say, I love you and I'm going to make you love everybody. And she kind of looked at me like, so I started with after temple at first, and then I said, what can I do? Uh, they need to go into something. It's like being, cause they're in there by themselves and they're talking to themselves. They need to go. And then I take the thing where in the Bible, it talks about how we are temples ourselves. The human being bodies, the temple. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see, then the dancing and the, so I started in October, started doing it, and then I, it was born in March. The temple actually was born in March. When you're with these kids, I'm sure that they're coming from different backgrounds and different experiences. So what happens when you see kids acting out or, or you know, bad behavior? I guess it needs to be kind of like one-on-one -on -one, or, or can it be something that you, you deal with in a group situation? 
Well, the, these ones, well, these are the first one who got to experience the self-love temple because it's the first time I built it. And so it was the family that I was working with. Uh -huh. and, uh, but usually I, I have worked with all kinds of daycares all over Louisville. And my approach to when a kid is getting out of order is to do something unpredictable and then tell a story about them. Uh, there was one instance one. <laughs> It was only one instance I was at a school, the daycare, and it was one little boy, he just cracking up, making the whole class crack up. He was like the entertainer, but he was disrupting everything. So I started telling a story about him where some mice came through from the underground of the backyard of the playground, came through, snuck into the window, slide under the desks, and they grabbed him, got some duct tape, and wrapped around him and dragged him outside out of the building and all the children start falling so i just made a big story all the kids got quiet and everything the teacher came in and said what are you doing to the kids i said i'm not doing anything he said we ain't never seen the kids quiet like this <laughs> so i make up stuff or if i see a child who is in the tantrum crying i fall down on the floor and start crying then they stop and i'm like what is Miss Renette doing on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> Still out of whatever they's doing. Then I go back and say, <laughs> then I go back and say, come on now, let's go and do this, okay? Then they go, yeah, okay. And they kind of look at me funny. Then we go back, we get back on track. It's almost like you have to do something kind of out of there, but safe. But then it's funny because they are not expecting it. <laughs> What do you think is the ideal number of kids that you can work with? I mean, it gets too too many kids and then you'd be hard to work with, right? And sometimes I wonder about that in a classroom is do teachers just the problem being they got just have too many kids. They can't deal with that many. And I would imagine it would be the same with you, especially if you're working with kids that are having problems that there's got to be a a number where you shouldn't go beyond that number of kids, or what do you think? I deal with a bunch of kids. <laughs> I took about 17 kids to the park by myself one time. Oh my. I had a ball. I had 22 kids at Newburgh Community Center by myself. And when I was telling story, they was, I don't know what it is. I become a kid too. I go into a, a zone or something. And uh, when I was the kids in Newburgh, one little boy, he was marking me. So I told him, come up on stage with me. And he helped me tell the story to the kids. Oh, so nice. it was fun. I get them engaged into it. I don't let say, oh, they disturbing me. Now, nah, come on up here. Since you having fun marking me, come on up here. And they get up there. And then we be part of the show. We, we have fun. I don't know what it is. Because they look at me like, how can you be with all those kids? I don't know. I just blend <laughs> in with them. I get on the floor sometimes with them. I play. And kind of go overboard sometimes. They kind of looked at me. Miss Renee, you got that plane going that way? We're going to take these cars over and we're going to go around and circle you. Okay. <laughs> you know, into the play, whatever it is, it's just different things. And I just, I just have fun. And no. I guess they see me having fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help but give you this story. And this was back when I was young. It was in the 70s. <laughs> I was a school bus driver. I, f I completely forgot about this, but I was a school bus driver for a while. 
And the last day that I drove the school bus and I got the permission from the parents, I thought, I'm going to take the kids on a picnic. We're going to all go on a picnic. I'm going to say goodbye. I had this big speech I was going to say. These were kids like 10, 11, 12 years old. I think it was somewhere or maybe even nine or 10 or eight or nine anyway. So I take them to the park. I had all this food. I opened the door. They all ran away. They all ran away. It was such a shock. I didn't know. I was scared to death. I, I spent the next hour trying to round them all up. And that was all I got. I got to do that day was just, it was. Was you the only adult there? I was the only adult. Yes. They all ran away. So, oh, you got to have a plan when you do that. I know. Just to know my level of knowledge of kids. And they were teenagers? Well, no, they were younger. They were like um, in the elementary school, like, I don't know, fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. If you just tuned in, this is WFMP 106.5 FM your all-volunteer community radio station located in downtown Louisville. With me, today's host, Ruth Newman, on Truth to Power. And I've got with me two very special guests, Runette Bazell and Melva Wright, talking about unique programs that they have come up with, individually, I should say, for young children, especially kids in disadvantaged neighborhoods, where these kids can have the space and encouragement to see themselves in a much more positive light. Let me ask you, Melva, about um, We Are Children with a Purpose. Talk about the purpose part of it. What is that? The purpose. The purpose and the end of it and the beginning of it is the most important part of the name of our organization. The purpose is to help let these children know that they do have a purpose. They have a purpose in society. They have a purpose in themselves, you know, and our purpose change over the years. We may find four or five different purposes before we really find our true calling. You know, because look at all the transitioning I had to do to get to where I know, I know this is what I was born to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we start young with the young ladies and letting them know that they do have a purpose, we just need to figure out what it is because everyone has that interest, something that they are all good at that they love about themselves. You might be the person that you're very compassionate. You might be that you might be that young girl that you're really good with your hands. You're good with art. You know, you may be that person where you can stop another person from crying and you might be the one that you're a protector, you know. So it's just the purpose part is letting them know that every human being has a purpose on earth. And God made us to be here for a reason. That's why we are definitely not meant to be alone. Because if that was the case, that's why the pandemic hurt these kids so much and adults. You know, because we're not meant to be isolated. If that was the case, God would never have, you know, took Adam's rib and made a woman. 
you know, he would have left him all alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have to remember that. Yeah, we have to remember that he designed us to be as one unit, but different people to come together for a reason. That's why people get depressed and stuff like that because they feel unwanted, unloved, unnurtured, un, you know, unappreciated, not needed. So we get that. And when you feel that and you feel like you all alone or you're scared to let somebody know you feel like that, mm -hmm. it gets worse and worse and worse. So the purpose is to let these girls know that they have a purpose. They have a safe place to, to acknowledge their purpose and to help other kids find out what their purpose is. I'm just an instrument that God is using to get to these kids because my pastor told me today and had to make me remember when God gives us a gift, when he gives us some type of gift to help other human beings, it's not for self-satisfaction. It is for us to introduce our people to his word, however we may do it. Because, you know, if you notice, when you go to church, some people get their ministry through the music. Some people get their ministry through, you know, other sisters, ushering, preaching. There's so many ways to get the word of God, you know? So I'm just, um, I'm so grateful that God had used me and he's let me be open and, and so I can receive other people's input and learn it and able to take suggestions and being willing enough to not be so self-willed, even though God gave us that self-will because he don't want to make us do anything. But we have to learn how to monitor our self-will. Because if that's the case, you know what I'm saying? He can make us do anything he wants. You know, he if he didn't give us self-will and he put us down here, oh, he could have did that. I'm going to put them down there and they ain't going to have no choice but to praise me. So, you know, God gave us that choice, that freedom. And we are responsible for who we praise, how we praise, and what we do to, to let him know that we love him. And we appreciate them. And it is our responsibility to pass it on to the next generation, our kids. And I don't want to run the kids off. So we feed it to them slowly. If they see it, if they see you walking in it, it makes them start looking. And kids are just like we were. People can say anything they want out of their mouth. They go by action. And I'm telling you, I have a group of women that works with me with these kids. And it's amazing. It is amazing how, like, I have a sister and she can make anything into God. You know, just yesterday she's singing, if you're happy and you know it, say amen. You know, and and first the kids, what, they were just looking at her. And then afterwards she got to kept singing it, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And then she said, if you're happy and you know it, say hallelujah. So all the kids get to sing and you can see it in their face, in their eyes, how they're acknowledging the word of God. And then like one of, one of our reverends, she introduced them to Jesus with the colors. They made bracelets and it, it teaches them the word of God 
with the colors of the bracelet because we have to remember a lot of these kids they don't have bibles in the home and it's not being talked to them they're not like us when we were kids and we were getting dr drugged to, to church now you know so they're they're not doing that so it's our responsibility to teach them the word of god so they know they have another objective they have another choice to make you know and that hell is real just like heaven is real that's the purpose the purpose is to let them know that there's something else out there and that that they do have some some other women that love them and they can they can be open and talk to us about anything you know mm -hmm. and we, we do a we do a lot of different things like um we're about to do a tour of the jail we're we've got police officers coming in and speaking with the girls and all different kind of things uh people suffer um people from my counselor come in and speak to them about bullying and uh mental health awareness for kids and teenagers because they worry about stuff just like we do yeah if you just tuned in this is WFMP 106.5 FM Community All Volunteer Radio with me, today's host, Ruth Newman, on Truth to Power. And I have got with me today two special guests, Runette Bazell and Melva Wright, talking about unique programs that they've come up with for young children, especially kids in disadvantaged neighborhoods who could use some love and joy in their lives. So, Runette, you know, you were talking about making kids feel good, feel good about themselves and feel good and dancing. I know because I love to dance. I'm thinking I'll have both of you over sometime and we'll just dance because no. <laughs> I love to dance. But you know, the whole notion of feeling good, sometimes I wonder if that's part of why so many kids are using drugs. Because, you know, in the short term, for the moment, they feel good. When I was growing up, and, and I remember my brother telling me, my father would be sitting at the table bawling him out just yelling and screaming at him and my brother would be sitting there with a smile on his face just nodding you know and i didn't know at the time but my brother was using drugs and he and he said to me well ruth that was that i was self-medicating it was the only way i i could feel halfway human in our family <laughs> So I would always be sure and, and be high on something when we all sat down to dinner, you know. Aww. So I'm wondering about with you and making the kids feel good, um, how, how is that different from just being on drugs, you know? Because, I mean, that's one way that some kids use. It's a technique that they can use to feel good in the moment. You know, even though that uh, later on it has horrible, horrible after effects and side effects and it can eventually kill them. But mm -hmm. uh, what's the difference? Can you talk about like the self-love method as opposed to just uh, the, the self-pleasure method with, with drugs? Well, the, the self-love temple, the method, the drug is 
inflicted from something else, but the self-love is something that comes within. Because if you go like with the dancing, that's a chemical that we all have. And when you dance, it's going to come out. The same way, if you go and see a bunch of movies that make you laugh, the endorphins come out too. Or you go around somebody who is positive, and so that makes you feel good because this person is uh, sending positive. It's a, it's a natural thing. And people have gotten away from a lot of natural stuff. Like I was saying, a lot of people don't, Mel was saying, we need each other. With drugs, you're all by yourself. But with any of these other activities, it's communicating. You're communicating. You're resonating with other people. You're um, bonding with other people. And that is really what being human, or as Melva would say, what God. I was, I was raised an atheist, Melva, so I didn't have any of that. But being human is all about, is bonding and relating to other people. And like you said, you atheists and straight I'm more spiritual. I'm the one that go where I go in and I, I've read the Bible before, but I look at it in a way where the part where he talks about being the temple, like the self-love temple is a place a child goes to learn how to love themselves using to their self-esteem and wellness and freshen up the body, mind, and spirit. The body you dancing, the mind you put in positive words in yourself constantly. I want to teach children too that if you see a negative thought, because this is what I've been doing. I you see a negative thought, use your, your mind and kick that thought out and then bring a positive thought. Because when I was young, I was taught you're slow. I used to ride on the, the yellow bus. And it, you know, and then I start because I would never want to talk. I was quiet and I used to stutter. And I saw this movie called What the Blink Do You Know? And it talked about our neurons in our brains communicate everything we say to each other. And if you're talking about you're ugly, the neurons are going to communicate. If you talk about you're beautiful, smart, they're going to communicate. So I started telling myself over and over, you're smart, you're not dumb. And then I stopped seeing it. And then the spirit is the personality. So with the lust of temple, you're feeding your body, dancing, that's exercise. You're sending out positive thoughts of your brain, that's mental. And your spirit, you're loving life. You go and look at the sky. You go and take a walk in nature. You speak to nature because we're part of nature. We eat the earth. We're part of all that. Yeah. So it's like a whole thing, but you got to refresh your body like every day. I got up. I didn't have enough time to uh, to really work out, so I came in here and fixed the thing. And when I said, I gotta have just five minutes, a little dancing, so I can feel good, and I start doing that every day. Five minutes of dancing, two minutes of dancing. Then I tried to net. This is gonna be a good day. It turned out I got on the thing. It's the body, mind, spirit. They gotta be balanced, and yeah. that's the purpose with the self love temple. Uh huh. And speaking of nature, I didn't want to leave before we um, find out from you, Melva, what event is taking place. And I think it's what this coming week or next. Yes, 
It's this week. It's this week. Okay. Talk about that. Um, so we're Children with a Purpose, Inc. We are um, hosting a back-to-school jam in the park haircuts. It's hard, um, so what it is is that it's going to be at Russell Lee Park. And it's going to be from all. It's going to be from twelve noon to six p.m. And Russell Lee Park is thirty-seven zero one Southern Avenue. And all is welcome. Nothing costs. We're going to be giving away. We're going to be giving away pack backpacks, school supplies, brand new shoes, gently used shoes, school uniforms, and and kids can get their hair cut. We have some people in the community who volunteer their time, and these are professional hair cutters that will cut your, your kids' hair. And also for the girls, I partnered up with Paul Mitchell, and we have certificates for the girls to go into the salon to get their hair done in any way they want. And also we have, we'll be having a bouncy house. It'd be free food. It's gonna be a live DJ. Um, it's just, and it's going to be local talent performing, like the Dazzling Dancers. Those are my, those are my girls from We Are Children with a Purpose. They will be dancing. And um, if anyone else want to be involved, only thing, only thing they can do, they can give me a call at 502-779-0290. And also, I just, I just want to thank some of the people who was all involved in helping support us with this so just to recap children with a purpose Inc is hosting a back-to-school jam in the park Sunday August the 7th from noon to 6 in Russell Lee Park 3701 Southern Avenue and also if anyone needs um, needs their, their children their girls to be in a program where they can be around other great kids and learn how to bond. We do great things in the community. We meet every Monday at Greater New Beginnings Christian Church. And the same number I just gave you, the uh, 502-779-0290, you can reach out to me. We, we provide transportation for your girls. We pick them up. We'll drop them off. We do things like fun things in the community, like I, I stated before, like we're going to get our hair done this week. We went and got nails done a couple of weeks ago. We go to Trampoline Park. We then cleaned up some of the neighborhoods, picking up trash. You know, um, we're scheduled to go and go to um, feed some of the homeless. So um, if you want your kid, your daughter to be a part of that, sister, daughter, granddaughter, you can give me a call. It's from age 7 to 14, or you can just show up at Greater New Beginnings Christian Church, 2100 West Oak Street at 6 o'clock p.m., and I will be there. On Monday. Very good. Um, yes, ma'am, on Mondays. Well, it has been so much fun having you guys. Do you have any last words, Runette, about what it is? that you plan and, and talk about what you plan for your radio show real quickly. Well, I'm trying to figure out the radio show. I did it with my voice as a puppet, Sunshine. Oh, she's not in here right now. But uh, I'm trying to figure that out. I'm looking forward to do it, but I'm trying to figure out how I can do it. I might be doing it by myself, the talk show. I'm working on with the Facebook, but I want to have the Facebook going to do 
with the radio station, how we get that. Yeah, because, you know, radio is a special medium. It only comes to you through your ears. You don't see anything. But because right. of that, it can be very intimate because hearing mm -hmm. is a very intimate sense. It's much yes. more intimate than visual. So uh, I have great hopes for your radio show. So I want to thank both of you, Melva Wright, Runette Bazell, for coming on Truth to Power on Forward Radio, which is the community radio station. We invite you to come on any time because you can come on just for a one time if you want, like we're doing today. Or like Runette is going to be doing, you can come on once a week. Just uh, go to our website, www.forwardradio.org, and click on Participate. So we're here for you because we've got to amplify voices that are in our community, that know what's going on in the community, and that are here to help. And you two fit that bill. And I'm so pleased to have you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. That was Runette Bazell and Melva Wright, each with their own self-styled approach to offering kids a leg up with positive, affirming environments and activities. If any of you out there are interested in getting in touch with either of these two women to find out more, to offer help or ideas, you can go to our website forwardradio.org and click on contact. Thank you so much for tuning in and please, please make sure you are registered to vote in this upcoming critical midterm election. Just go to govoteky.com and get all the information you need, including registering. Voter registration ends October the 11th. Now stay tuned for more great shows from Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM.